I've been teaching now for 30 years. I'm, yes, with Parnovic's golf coach since 2010. That was a revelation going on tour with him. They're, I mean, I'm a 30 handicap compared to those guys right now. That's tour stuff, which you're headed to. Unbelievably difficult, but it could do if you're, if you're being as pretty much uh, on point. That's it. And I still golf, still, still teach. I can fuck up your swing and your swing and your swing. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back. Welcome to the Part 3 Podcast. I'm one of your three hosts, Stephen Maubin. we got my man, J.R. Smith, Ben Baller, and one of the biggest legends to ever touch the game, the world-famous Ron <laughs> Del Barrio. Hello, gents. Hey! Hello, y'all. RDB in the house. Yeah. Oh, boy, it's going to be fun today, isn't it? I've heard so many stories. They're, half of them are true. Okay, we'll I see. can't wait. <laughs> So Ron is um, Ron has been my instructor for the last three four years. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've had a few breakthroughs. Every time I breakthrough, then it's we try to get to the next level of the next breakthrough. Um, luckily, Ron and Ben have been on a on their own ride. Yep, and um, Jr's heard a lot about you on the show. Obviously, I think you're mentioned almost every every show. <laughs> and there's. Uh, <laughs> In, endless fans have been requesting to have you on, so thank you. Happy to be here. Happy to just share the truth today <laughs> <laughs> about everything. Golf, golfers, people, everybody that plays golf. So, so why don't you start? Maybe you could just fill fill us in a little. Those that don't know, and the viewers, just on your your history of golf, where it started, and you know, take us on a little a little ride to where we are yeah, today. Sure. When I was growing up, if you said golf in high school, you got your ass kicked. So I didn't touch a golf club until I was about 18 years old. Um, I joined the fire department. I was a paramedic. Couldn't even grow a mustache. But all of them golfed. So I wanted to be one of the men. So I started golfing. It was like pretty cool. Right at Witsit, too, at Weddington. And uh, after about three or four years of seeing, smelling, and touching what I did, which they shouldn't let an 18-year-old be a paramedic, I'm like, fuck it. So I started golfing. And uh, I started doing a little hustle, like teaching. I was horrible as a golfer in the beginning. And after about two, three years, started getting a little bit better. And then one day, Smokey Robinson comes to Weddington. I was probably about a seven handicap at that time. I'm like, oh, that's Smokey. So I used to have these little red caps you put in a cap gun. So I got the stall right behind him. Like the cap, put on, bang! He had to look <laughs> at my shit, my swing. After two or three swings, I'm like, he's interested. Oh, good swing and all that stuff. Next day, I get a phone call at the front desk. It's Smokey. I'm like, oh, yes. Student lessons. I love it. He says, hey, listen, can you meet me at my lawyer's office in about an hour? I'm like, fuck, I killed his eardrums. I'm going to get sued. <laughs> Instantly, three-year contract to go play professionally. He moved me to Palm Desert. And by the way, it was a seven. Who the fuck sponsors a seven handicap? <laughs> <laughs> so he gave me the full-blown sponsorship <laughs> thing. Full-blown. And after about a year, didn't make one cut. I sucked. It was horrible. The next year, I started winning doing cuts. And I realized then that there's no way I'm good enough to make the PGA Tour. I never touched a golf club. No junior golf it's that difficult out there. So I call him up. I'm like, I think we should call. He goes, no, let's go one more year. Awesome guy. Then after that, uh, I started teaching. I just love to teach. I could teach 24 hours a day. I would do it. You and teach a lot now. I just love it. I just love it. And I love the fact that nobody practices the right way. You all fucking suck for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because you do. You don't, nobody practices, right? The right way. How often do you practice? Too much. Oh, well, that's good. But you're, what, one scratch? No, I'm a, I'm a 3.8 right now. That's damn good. I know how much you practice. Forget it. <laughs> you know, uh, but it's fun. So I just love Hold teaching. on, hold on. Let them know how much I practice, dude. A lot. A lot. And ask him if he hits a driver. I've seen him hit a driver at a wedding, but he says, hey, look how far it went. I don't give a shit. Every time he says, look how far, what do I say? I don't care. The distance thing has to go. It's all about the score for everybody. So... I've been teaching now for 30 years. I'm Jesper Parnovic's golf coach since 2010. That was a revelation going on tour with him. They're, I mean, I'm a 30 handicap compared to those guys right now. That's tour stuff, which you're headed to. Unbelievably difficult, but it could do if you're, if you're being as pretty much uh, on point. That's it. And I still golf. Still, still teach. I can fuck up your swing and your swing and your swing. <laughs> so let me ask you, man. You're the king of quotes. Every golf quote that I know 
because I haven't been around a ton of golfers, but you know, even here in, uh, there's no pictures on scorecards. Right. right. And we're at Braemar playing and you're paired up with me. Mm-hmm. I just crack up at all this shit. What, what, like, why do you think you have such an unorthodox way of teaching? You know, like, Oh, my method, you mean? Yes. Well, if people don't know, I actually start my downswing by turning my head. Everything we do is about balance. Like when folks are describing over the top, everybody looks the same. It's an involuntary reaction. Like uh, when you trip, you don't think of putting your arms out, right? Involuntary. So when folks start using their hands and arms, it stops the body involuntarily. So when I turn my head first, balance that mechanism, lets my legs go first, my chest second. And that's what's hitting at the ball. Letting the head, uh, there's no other hitting sport. It's throwing it sport. You leave your head still, right? Nothing. So that's still not uh, accepted. I don't give a fuck. All my students do pretty well with it. You do great with it. You, we haven't started, but, <laughs> but we'll do it. But it's all about balance. Everyone's got way too much information. YouTube University, taking lessons, all, like watching videos. They're all getting screwed. You know, find a pro and, and work with a pro. That's it. It took him 10 times for, for me to accept him, right? He said, please take Ben. Looked him up. I'm like, fuck, this, no way. There's no way he's going to commit to it. Thankfully, you're on point. So how'd you get into teaching all these celebrities? Like, that's, that's what... Like. Well, it started with uh, a guy named David Leisure back in the day, Joe Azuzu, a commercial campaign. Then from him, we went to Vince Neil, <laughs> Tommy Lee, that was a fucking wreck. I don't even remember the 1990s, I don't think. Um, <laughs> then Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Will Smith, Dantel. It just because I don't kiss and tell, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've got some stories, but you're not going to hear them today. That's for damn sure. And that's it. That's it. I'm off the cuff, kind of weird, and they like that. You know, it's funny is is like the Larry David thing. Like, mm-hmm. didn't even know he like could play play. Like, he's damn good, by the way. I've seen him shoot seventy eight a Riviera. You know why we teach? I teach him. He turned his head first before I even taught him. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah. Before I even knew him, hey, loved it. Loved so, it. Jr. He, he hits me up one day, and he goes, "I got this guy, man, coming in for a lesson, bro. Like, you know, whatever." And I was like, "Okay." He's like, "Yeah, NBA. I don't know something." And I was like, "Who?" He goes, "I don't fucking know what his name, whatever." Sends me a video. I'm like, it's at Weddington. I'm like, well, it's fucking Doc Rivers, bro. I'm like, are you joking me right now? He goes, yeah, I don't know who he is. He's all right. Should, should I keep coaching him? I'm like, this guy's a Hall of Famer, bro. This guy's a player and a coach. He's a legend. And what it's do just I know? funny. I don't follow the basketball thing. But, I mean, no disrespect. He comes to my stall. I'm going to work him. And he's good. Decent. I mean, what, what did you tell me the first day? Like, what's your requirements when you <laughs> take a, a client on? You know, like, Well, you had to hit a wedge for like a month, month and a half, right? Because there's no way you can improve unless you hit a wedge, and how are you going to go to a six iron? So you have to get those fundamentals first. And the one thing that kills everybody, the fucking distance thing. You two, I bombed a 390, and you know who gives a shit? It's at, after 18 holes, what's the score? So if you can't be repetitive with yourself, no chance to play the game. Just with a wedge. But, but, no, but I mean, like, what'd you ask me? I said, hey, are you committed? Well, you, you, you asked oh, me no. what I was going to do when I wasn't <laughs> getting a lesson. I said, no, if you don't practice, I don't want anything to do with you. Okay. Period. Yeah. I still do that. If you don't put the work in, you don't deserve to be even at my level. No way. All right. How important is like practicing and, and practicing with a purpose? Oh, that's a good one. Cause it's not, what is it? Practice does not make perfect. It's perfect practice. So people go to the range, they start hitting balls, no target. They're just kind of whacking away. If you have a goal in mind, just like uh, when I work with somebody like you, we'll work on one thing so we can own that. If folks, hitting balls at the range they see a slice or they topped it oh it's fucked up don't let that be the barometer to what you're learning you're trying to learn your body right so people like i think they don't practice correctly because you're trying to learn how to work your body and your body and everyone's different it's as unique as a fingerprint like i can't speak like you you and you so i hate this part of it look at rory i'm gonna try and do that shit horrible like that's it's you gotta swing like you you gotta build your swing <clears throat> your swing there's no blanket lesson not, it doesn't exist. He sent <clears throat> the other day, so he I I got out of <clears throat> my swing went from really really perfect to like fucked in one second, you know. <laughs> and so then I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm over in the range hitting balls, and they can't hit the ball. So I I have the kid film, and I I, I hit like six skanky horrible shots in a row, and then I send all six to him, and I go, what the fuck, you know? And then he goes, hold on, Facetime me in ten minutes, you know. So I go over there and Facetime him in ten minutes. And then he says, pick your right toe up, um, do this, do that. And, and he said, go go the same tempo, the same speed on your, sw- on your takeaway as you do on your swing through, right? Which then mm-hmm. 
it calms your body down so or calms your arms down so that your body will take over so a lot of the things he's doing is just tricking you into getting back to where you are with the field etc so then i got to swing right four or five times and then i sent him five videos of just i couldn't miss it after five uh, maybe we were on zoom for t or, or facetime for like two minutes max yeah. i hit six eight shots and i said all right i'll hit i'll send you more videos later so then i hit him to send him the best swings i've ever swung in my life and then he sent me a video earlier of what <clears throat> what i was doing wrong with the first ones where he talks over the video and it shows showed me that i had basically what i was trying to do is he i remember the last lesson he I, he wanted my hands a little closer to, to in a little more closer to my body so in order to do that i in my brain i was trying to do this but i was actually going onto my heels to do it mm -hmm. so then i'm trying to do the same swing but i'm on my heels and then he shows me videos where when tiger misses you know tiger like missing like drop the club he's showing me that my feet I'm on both. I'm on tiptoes of both feet at striking the ball, which is involuntary. Which is like your body takes over and just fucking panics or something, and so it does that. So then he sent me videos of Rory topping it with like a four iron the other day. He he topped it like ten foot and dropped the club, <clears throat> and he literally did it because it was the same thing. His body involuntarily spazzed out and threw him on his tiptoes because he started on his heels and then it freaks and throws you forward which ends in these disastrous shots you know but uh that's a that's a good thing with with working with ron it's like if i hit one bad i could care less and because i is, know i just did something wrong but what he does wrong or all of us it's involuntary the balance it's called the vestibular system the balance mechanism um when you fall down you reach up when you trip you don't think you put your arms out it's involuntary so when that mechanism gets fired off because you change your grip pressure Nobody can prevent it. So your body's going to say, fuck it, I can't move, and it's going to protect the body. Therefore, everyone looks the same coming over the top. So what the tricks that I do is I use that mechanism, like take your right heel up. So your brain's already like, oh, shit, the mechanism's already switched on. So there's no way you can use your hands and arms involuntarily because the brain won't let that happen. So it's a trick. The toe thing, the humming drill that, it, that I love is that um, it's, it's crazy. Humming's it, good. Before you take a club back, take a wedge, whatever. Start humming audibly. Like, hmm, do your best to keep the same tonality. Once your grip and arm pressure changes, you won't be able to hum. Your diaphragm's going to stop that. That's the balance mechanism. It, 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 it's ridiculously easy if people understand, like, grip and arm pressure with golf. That kills everybody. Basketball, you, I don't know how you guys look so fluid because I tried them shoving the shit. But how languid and relaxed are your hands are when you're just doing the free throw? Pretty soft? No, no, for me, no. I like, for me personally, I like, to, I like to have strong hands, especially when I grip the ball because a lot of people shoot with their palm. And good and good shooters know you don't shoot with your palm, you shoot with your fingers. Can you so, show me about the movement it looks like the, with the fingers? Oh yeah. Oh okay, see that? Yeah. If everybody had that in the golf swing, they'd be great. Period. That fulcrum is just hmm. But golfers just start to just death. There's no way you're gonna swing the club. So it's like I'll have uh, all these guys take their thumb and index off the club. The brain's like shit, no leverage. Your body wants to do that anyway. So he's saying like start yeah. do your whole just swing like thumb that and index off the, the whole time. time. Like my normal grip is a two finger overlap. I have these off, so it's the only finger I have. Um, and this way, there's no <laughs> leverage. My brain's like, shit, there's no leverage in my arm. My body involuntarily, I use that mechanism, wants to hit it. And that's why it's repetitive. The control of the club face, nobody thinks about. I mean, what do you think about controlling your club face to your target with every club? Do you have any thought to that? Like I, every, for accuracy? I do. I have a, it's kind of weird for me because I have this, this thought of swinging so i practice a lot so in the one point when i when i got really good it would take me probably an hour to hit 10 12 balls because oh, i would sit there and write down right. everything good. i felt in my swing and then after i after i started realizing what i was doing i realized how over the top i was and i started aiming at a small a closer spot to me on the ball so i can get that inside out feel and the then after the cat right <laughs> and then as I started, uh, I started feeling it more in my hands, more than anything in my body or my swing. Because like I know, I know it's not my swing. I know when the when the club is shut or when it's open, it's literally my hands at impact and not doing fantastic. Either turning over or pushing. Out. As long as you have a concept, doesn't matter yeah. what the concept is. Golf's about accuracy. I don't buy it. It's fucking everything. So to square the club face up with every club in the bag, you have to have an idea or a concept. You have to. My method's different. My right tit or shoulders to club face. Can't show it here, but the big muscles hitting it, hands and arms do zero on the downswing. Like they have no control of the club face. Um, 
It's just the bigger muscles won't twitch. This always switches. So folks out there that go to YouTube University trying to pick apart movements, the things that you cannot fix most likely is because you can't control the balance thing. End of story. I think that's just universal for every hitting and throwing sport. There's not one. Can't throw a ball leaving your head still. Uh, uh, surfers, when they go for a cutback, they have to turn their head to change the body. All of that's all controlled by the balance mechanism. Hockey, lacrosse, Everything. all of it. And the, well, <clears throat> the bad thing about golf is that we tend to make the ball the finale, but that's only halfway in the middle of the downswing. All these other throwing and hitting sports, they're orientated toward the target already with their head. So the body freely wants to go there. That's how I my method came about, just getting the body going through it because of the balance mechanism, nothing else. And the ball's not fucking moving. What do you got to stare at? Like, Steve, hit me. I'm sitting here. You know, people just panic and just go nuts. Ben. <laughs> what, what's some, what, you know, I've actually never asked you this ever. Personally, we talk every day, right? Mm -hmm. What's something you just can't teach one of your students when it comes to the game of golf? How to put the work in. That is it. I can teach anybody anything golf, but if you're not willing to put the right work in, can't help you. What about, like, the mental aspect of that? Okay, so I have, like, a questionnaire when people want to take lessons. There's three questions on there. Um, knowing that the worst change in golf is a grip change, because it is, would you be willing to change it? Second question is, uh, if you, uh, would you be willing to practice for a month with a pitching wedge only? Third one is, uh, if you play twice a week, once a week, three times a month, would you be willing not to play? If the answer is no, I'll never take them on. Not because of me, but I know they're not serious about them. Period. There's no shortcuts. If you don't hit balls, I don't want to fuck with you. If you don't, anybody. Because how are you going to get better? Nobody can get better at this game. It's such a tough game. Physically, it's not that tough. Mentally, ooh, crazy tough. So if you can't control your own body, why bother? But nobody wants to put that work in. They go, well, I want to get good. They want to pound the driver. Stupid as hell. You asked me a question not too long ago. Um, oh, uh, no, I think I asked you. If you would take 220 off the tee, but you could shoot par, would you take it? You said, mm-hmm. But you want to hit 350, right? Fuck that. I'd rather just add it up and beat your ass. <laughs> but do you remember I told you the first time I'll me and Max got to play together? All day long. You and oh, Jake. Yeah. I remember he was playing yeah. the tips. I played the blues. Mm -hmm. And... You know, he hit the ball like fucking 320 yards and I hit it, you know, way shorter. Mm -hmm. We ended up both parring the first hole. Message. <laughs> and you were like, it's lots of way to get there, right? Right. And that fucked me up because he hit it so goddamn far. Um, look at, he's a little bit bigger than you, tall than you. Really? <laughs> no, I got <didn't> place. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing. Golf is a great equalizer. Who gives a shit how far, whatever. It's score at the 18th hole. That's it. Add him up. That's all I care about. I played, I played. Two, three days ago, with a group of guys that are 67 years old, and I was out driving them by 40, 50 yards every single hole. Some of the par threes they were getting there into and still making par, and, mm -hmm. and they waxed me. All of them be waxed. Hold on, 65 year olds? Say. Yes. And waxed yeah. you? When I tell you, <laughs> bro, every, they one putt everything. Their chipping is phenomenal. And they, they don't care where they hit it at, they don't care if they're. 190 off the just off the rough or yep. they don't care because they know that hybrid they're going to bump up and run and they can rely <laughs> on that short game and they're going to one put every single time after 18 they're just collecting your money just collecting money you know it doesn't 550 matter. i don't take venmo cash sir <laughs> <laughs> 550 <laughs> seriously look you know you've seen it firsthand ever since i started with you right i've had the most insane amount of hate it's you've actually inherited some of my hate right like <laughs> how do you explain my journey thus far you know like what less than around less than a year playing you know golf right but been over a year swinging club how would you explain to people that are listening the hell with that what is his real index what's his number okay so here's how i've done this my whole life uh i started off allowing my alligator mouth to overload my hummingbird ass right so you'll never see on any of my social media what i shoot ever i'll never tell anybody period if anyone wants to know about your handicap, your handicap, your handicap, put the peg in the ground and play. Let your fucking club do the talking. So I don't vouch for nobody. I don't want you to vouch. No, no, I'm not saying, you know. Right. But tell them. Tell them what? That, that you can hit the piss out of ball? Fucking hell, you can. No, no, no. I'm talking about telling them what, what's, what's my actual index in your eyes. I have no answer. Here's the index. If anybody wants to know, go play with you. <laughs> you're probably a seven. If you say you're seven, go play a seven. If you I'm say you're a two, go play a two. No, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It, it, at the, you let your clubs do the talking, which is fantastic. And I'm a firm believer, if you're seven, you're a two, you're a five. I need to give you seven, two, five, let's play. I'm the least, I used to have the fucking, oh man, I could kick ass, I shot six, and 
All I know is it just made me fucking nuts. Whether I could do it or not, it didn't matter. Uh, so I just let my club do the target. Yes, I've seen you hit it way over the fence at Whitsit, 300 yards. Gina, Fuck five. the fence. Oh, now distance doesn't matter. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm talking about a full round, of, you know, that we played. And, and how do you... How, how do you okay, how, we, we played Angeles last time you shot 84. Oh, and at that 84, so he's on the 12th hole, par three, hits it in the bunker, greenside bunker, gets it out, makes par. I write down five. And he goes, what? What do you, what do you mean five? He, was, he grounded his club twice. Penalty, penalty. I didn't know that tough shit. That's golf. So, you, you know what I mean? You got to learn the game the right way. He was that's so some punk off. shit, though, too. Bullshit. Though. That's <laughs> a real golf bullshit. Some punk ass shit for two dudes playing. We're not playing in a fucking tournament. So what? You play with me. You better, I'm fine gambling. You better take those two strokes. Period. Game that's of the integrity. Game. That's How integrity. you feel about that, That's a game of integrity. Oh, I respect it. That golfer knows. I would never know. fuck. If it, I would never touch the sand in a bunker while I'm in a, any situation. I don't know. I but he didn't learned, know the rule. But, but, but I don't know. He learned it the hard way. Right. But I learned it when I was little. So, like, I just don't think about letting my club. Even they said now you can, like, you the you ground it in fairway bunkers. Or fairway bunkers. Yeah. No, it's it's like, like, I don't still, touch like, it at no. all. I don't, I'm just, I let the club hover and I hit it out. 100%. I don't even think about that, like, See, touching it. You got to play like real, like playing in, in college and playing like college tournaments when everything is by the rule. Ain't no give me that. No, you putting everything out. Like everything matters. It's this. It's no, for sure. It's just you and your boy going to play Angels. And the rules no, are very played, difficult to learn. The rules when, are I, when, I played the, when I played the last program, I told them when I got in the bunker and the field marshal jumped into the bunker with me, first thought in my head was, all right, I'm going to widen my stance. And I said, I don't give a fuck because I had no practice. You know, I'm just, I can't ground the, the, the club. And I said, look, I don't care if this ball goes in the Pacific Ocean. This motherfucker's getting out. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck what happens. And it got out. But I was thinking like, damn, bro. Like they followed me everywhere they fucking went. It was crazy shit, right? It was like, it was funny. Well, that's the PGA Tour. They got marshals no, for everybody. And so I had a couple of guys that were actually there. I said, film this swing and shit like that. Just, I thought he was going to throw up and shit the bed. Man, there's some great swings he put up there. Pretty damn good. Well, he's got the, you know, dun, da, da, da. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's a hell of a trophy right there. I don't have one. <laughs> Fucker. Had a lot of help, though. So I'll take 5% credit of it, his improvement and 5% credit of his. They put the work. But I give you at least 85, I won't 90% take any of, of my credit. I just give you some information. You do the work. I, and by the way, when people take lessons from pros, nobody, nobody takes notes. There's a plan. There's thousands of great instructors out there. Thousands. But people just think I'm paying for a lesson. I should get better. If you guys want to get better, Jesus Christ, you got to put the work in. Like, you take lessons, right? Yeah. How hard do you work? 10 balls in an hour? It takes me two and a half hours to hit a medium bucket. Guys goes through large buckets in 20 minutes. <laughs> Cha-ching on my pocket. I love it. One more thing. If you guys know the last name is Say, the first name is They, let me have this fucking number because they say, <laughs> I make so much money. Well, they say, it's fantastic how, <laughs> how it just makes me rack some money because people will never learn because YouTube University or their buddy says, you know, I'm doing this. That's for your buddy. But being that low of a handicap and where you're at, you have to have one voice, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, you don't mess around with anybody else, do you? And if you do, I'm done with your ass. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what we're working on now, what Ron and I are working on now, is, or what I'm working on, but in general, it's like, you know, I can shoot five over. If I play well, I can easily shoot five over. But I'm trying to think about how I can shoot on a bad round, even on a great round five under. You know, like that's the difference. And it's not my swing. It's not my swing. It's nothing technical at this point. Like I can hit every shot there is the same that someone who shoots five under can. Mm -hmm. It's not the, that's not it. So the next part is really trying to focus in on that and trying to actually get better where I can shoot a couple under par, no big deal. Rather than like, you know, feel like I hit it perfect all day and shoot 77. Right. Damn. Right. Nobody I didn't perfect. only miss two shots in shot 77, you know? And so that is the next level. But I've been working with him on just the mindset of it. And like, he's telling me to look at the flag three times before you hit. And then like, I don't really have to think differently. Like if I'm going to cut it or I'm going to draw the ball, or if I'm going to hit a hook, I don't really, my swing doesn't really change right. at all. I just have to let my mind know that's what I'm planning on doing. And I have to look at the bunker out to the right. And that's where I'm going to hit it. And it's going to turn and come back and look at the flag three times and then just get out of my own way and just do it. JR, do you practice swing before every single shot? Yeah. <laughs> Probably two or three. 
Yeah, and it was just new because he never used to take practice swings. Uh, I suggested that, you know, on tour, they, they take practice swings for a reason. They're actually rehearsing the actual shot. They're visualizing stuff. Once he started taking practice swings, nutting it, much more consistency because you're out of your own way as far as like thinking of the mechanics, um, which is, is tough. Most golfers, when they play golf, they play the swing because they can't play the game yet. You know what I mean? And uh, so it's such a cerebral sport. You know, it's, there's no opponent. There's no teammate. It's just you and your ability. And that's the toughest part of it. But if you can't control your own body, what are your expectations? You know, and of course, the modern narrative of teaching, uh, which just kills me in your sport. Would anybody say, uh, announcer or anybody else, oh, look at MJ when he puts his left ankle down, he rotates his right butt cheek, right? They, they would never say that. But golfers are like, even the commentators, look at Rory's uh, elbow and, and you guys at home, make sure to, I mean, this is the worst fucking game for that stuff. Nobody segments body parts in other sports. Right. I mean, but this game, I, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just a freak, but it just- He doesn't me. like when the people start to swing where their right arm is above their left arm uh, yeah. uh, right know, the out of the jump. Face. It's not that I don't like it. It's different than mine. But every one of the guys that take it back kind of wide and shut, a thousand percent, every one of them are square coming down their elbows loaded. So why waste that? That's not that it's wrong. It's just not he's my just method. saying just go ahead and bend your elbow earlier that, versus going up down, like so. this and then getting it to the top and having to drop and shallow it out. Right. Like yeah, just nobody the is, same path yeah. back as you're going to come through. Nobody is shut coming down again. All the guys that are shut, I call it shut, might not be shut. When my toe is square, everyone says fanned open. Well, the, for my method, it's not. So there's no right and wrong. It's just uh, I try and make the least amount of moving parts. What about all the gadgets you did in the past? Well, I had I, yeah, I invented a, a, a training aid. It was on TV for a couple of years in 95. It was called the Turbo Swing. I didn't make the name up, buggers. Uh, mm -hmm. It was a strap that went to the wrist and the club, and it had five positions. So you could do your normal setup position, number two, three, and four, and five. So let's say you're on number five. You had to start your swing at 90 degrees, and you could not unload your hands and arms from that position, whatever the position was. It wasn't, I didn't invent it for the hands and arms. I invented it to train the body, but basically stop the hands and arms from, uh, from working. In the last four years, I've gotten so many DMs like people want it. Now, it wasn't relevant back then, I guess, but the, the idea of not hitting the ball with your hands and arms and using your big muscles is, is where I think the swing's at, you know, because these muscles will twitch all day long. The big ones can't, you know what I mean? So just a, a way of not letting the hands and arms be dominant in the swing, you know? And then the, the, the method he's been teaching forever, which people on tour or the commentators or whatever, with the, all of the coaches that are on tour, they'll say that shit's crazy and that's not it. And this is it. You know, the more GG swing tips, the more the different, those type of swings in, in everything that's been uh, going on. But a lot of people recently, it's almost where like everything he's been teaching is now starting to come to full light where people are swinging like that. And you right. see it all day on like half wedges, half wedges with DJ, half wedges with Tiger, like all of those dudes go back and then just turn their head and their arms follow and, and those little nippers. Nelly Cord is doing it now. And don't forget David Duvall, who was number one in 99, which yeah. was uh, Annika Sorensen. But even back then, the commentators were like, no, no, no. Like when yeah. when Anna, she, when she would hit a ball, they would be like, "Oh, she's not even looking at the ball." Right? They would, they would freak out. But again, my contention is the fucking thing's not moving. Right. So why do you have to stare at it? You know, because you have time to hit a golf ball. Unfortunately, most folks just want to go at it. When you fall in love with time, like um, like a baseball pitcher takes his time to wind up. Right? Most golfers take it back, and of course, the body's already screwed there. There's a couple things you have to know. I wouldn't suggest anybody right now turning their head just to hit a golf ball because you have to know the method, right? Um, for me, if the sternum, which is the bottom of the swing for my method, if that sternum's ahead of the ball, the ball's getting in the way of that bottom. Head controls the bottom, done. Still can't do it yet. I mean, you just got more components you have to have, but it's, it's, there's no right and wrong to being a golf club. I'll tell you this much, but having the head freedom, you'll have physical longevity to the game because everybody knows the back gets messed up, the separation, stuff like that. You have zero pain with any body part by having that because the whole body's working. When I first started going to run, one of my, one of my main th issues was my right side was getting banged out from like from going up and then like pinching pulling dropping and pinching and falling back so it was hurting my like involuntarily though yeah pull it involuntarily pull my handle and then yeah. fucking my hips gone and then and, and it was becoming very painful so i was worried about longevity of being able to play golf so that was it so like when i went to when i took the his concept of the swinging and went through that change of doing it it was uh there's zero body issues anymore. I hit balls for four hours the other day and like 
The only thing that, that hurt was my hands. It was crazy like to say blisters. that. I had to go see a physical therapist. For, well, of course, nothing natural about a, about a golf swing. He said that. Do my back hurt forever? Plus, I'm old. You know, my back hurt like shit. And then I don't have those that, that type of if pain. If you go anymore. with that neck turn early and just let your body follow it. And it makes sense. Like if I grab someone's neck and I snatch their neck, your body's going to follow really, really quickly because you, your brain knows that your neck's going to break if you don't, right? Like if I just let you rip my neck and the body stays still, it's going to be an issue. So when you turn your neck, your body's like, what is he doing? And it just speeds up and goes. And that way you're not like pinching. It's involuntary, basically. You, know, and, you can't help it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I maybe teach 10% of my clientele the head release only because most of them won't put the work in. So it, it would screw them up more so than it would help them. To, to understand the method is really, really simple. If you can throw a ball, you can just pound the shit out of a golf ball. The concept of what body parts. You know, throw a ball, you have to be languid and all that stuff, but golfers are just so rigid and tight. You know, I've never asked you this before, and I'm glad you're here now. But, like, what do you teach Jesper? Like, I, like he's a tour, but, like, what, what, what does he need help on? So, just, when we started, matter of fact, we were at the Byron Nelson, I think, in 2014. There were some of my students that just happened to be there, and they're listening to what we're working on after the, the first round. They're like, how come you don't tell us any of that shit? Because a golf swing is as unique as a fingerprint. doesn't matter what I'm doing with Jesper. It doesn't matter what I'm doing with you. With Jesper, he has a swing. He's a warrior. And touring pros don't know shit about teaching. I'll tell you that right now. They don't study teaching. They know their swing. I worked with what he has, period. I mean, because he's playing professional. If I had him from scratch, he'd be turning his head, <laughs> Period. But, but that, he was already a plus seven when you started yeah, working yeah, with him. Yeah, You're no, just no. trying I mean, to, yeah. Right. I did change quite a bit because he had the same issue of going backwards, pulling his hands and arms down. Now he's perfectly straight up and down. His head's not rotating, but I have him moving his head forward. Same balance mechanism. As long as the head has movement, the body can have movement, right? Okay, so then on the whole other end of the coin, talk about like Anthony Kim, because that was he was 10, how old he, nine? He was eight when, when I started hanging out with him. And this punk, at 10 years old, we have a nice putting green in front of our spot. And at 10 years old, you could get $100 a hole all day on that game. Nobody would bet him. A little fat, little punky kid. And he <laughs> just making every putt. At about 10 or 11 years old, he's in a 260. Like, he's pounding it. This kid is, like, so gifted. But he had something that, because you're weird the same way with putting, he has no fear. Like, when I played professionally, I'm like, I need a gurney, shit like that. This kid obviously his career would take anybody on for golf. Cause he knew his swing. And I mean, that, that's why he just walked out there. I think he did something with tiger on some demonstration and tigers explaining something. What do you do? Anthony he goes, I don't know. I just hit the ball. Like amazing. But that's why he was that good. Anybody that's on tour, trust me, they're amazing. I mean, that just, that's, it's not physical because there's some shitty swings out there and I've been out there for 13 years some of the shittiest swings. Like, nobody uh, imitates uh, Furyk's swing, right? <laughs> Fuckers, the only one shot 58 in a tournament. Yeah. I would, if I could do that, I'd hold the club in my taint. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I wouldn't. If I could shoot 58, I don't care where I have to hold it. I don't need to imitate Rory or anything else like that. But it, it's that tough of a game. You know what the coolest thing that AK said about you, though? Oh, shit. He said, Ron's a great coach, but you know what, man? I felt safe with them. It's a protector. A lot of guidance all those days because he said a lot of fond memories of being at Wed Weddington, right? And I was like, damn, because you know, like the case pretty crazy, you know, like I mean, and and he doesn't talk very much, but he just said he said that meant a lot. I felt safe around Ron as a kid, and you know, I get to run around the course and eat my cheeseburgers and whatever. <laughs> so that's kind of crazy because he's legendary, yeah. you know. So yeah. it's just random how me and him connected totally separate out of you. At, at thirteen, I wouldn't gamble with him on at what's it? <laughs> fourteen, you started. Was that when he was fourteen? No, no, he started at, at thirteen years old. I wouldn't play him at which. Oh, you wouldn't night. play him no, already. I'm taking my lunch money myself. Like, like I shoot one under. He's like five under. I'm like, it's my home course. Like, at thirteen? Yeah. At oh, Weddington. Weddington. Shit, please. He yeah. shot a twenty-two. I'll, I'll tell you. I think he probably shot sixty. I don't know what his low round is at thirteen or fourteen. It's probably sixty-eight, sixty-nine. No, I'm talking about at Weddington. Yeah, twenty-two. Jesus, at thirteen so years old. He doesn't know like how. Literally, I, I love he's new. Some of the vernacular he uses is funny as hell, right? Like he used to say, I had like a 14-yard putt. It's feet, but, you know, <laughs> but I love the guy. But the level that AK was at at 13 years old, just scary. And well, I'm my sure cousin Tiger Pete, said, remember what he said, right? 
What did he say? I forget. He was saying when he was playing the juniors and Kevin Nahn, AKA were there. Right. He said he knew right there at 14, he's like, these guys are going pro. He goes, they're going on tour. You could just tell. I mean, you could tell. I mean, you could see a, a practice swing and know he's a scratch golfer, right? You'll, you're getting there. It's a look, a movement of your body because you have to be able to control your own body. But you can all see it in the eyes. Yeah. Like, you'll never hear me talk score. I let my club do the talking. At the end of the day, I'm either going to pay you some racks or you're going to pay me. But see, That's, I don't... Okay, look. I'm not saying that, like, I've learned to be more humble because of golf. Well, bullshit. You haven't yet, motherfucker. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but you always get mad when I tell people, say, oh, you got the course record of Angeles. No, I no, hate no. because that, who cares? Who gives a shit? What do you mean? That's, that's a fucking, that's, that's a big mile. That's, that's an accomplishment. It's a flex. The next round I play is a compliment. That's I, what I want to kick I your ass. I got a question, exactly. The next it. round he plays is that's, all that matters. That's all that matters. Hold on. GR got a question. And most manufacturers are probably going to get mad at me. But as a teaching pro, how important is equipment really? Because you got these club hoarders who just buy everything and just yep. think this driver's going to fix this and this wedge is going to do this and this putter is going to do that. Like, Well, okay, the modern equipment's great. Like I'm hitting it further and straighter now than when I was playing professionally. I mean, I was playing Persimmons. That's right. woods, woods. Like in a lot of balls. Hit on Kill. the screws. Yeah, because that's four screws, right? Killing at 260, that's like 310 nowadays. The equipment's phenomenal. From five years ago, it's still phenomenal. So... Get the new Jordache jeans. Yeah, they come up with a new longer driver. Bullshit. <laughs> Smash factor, ball speed, club speed, that's it. My clubs are 14 years old. And I will, I'm not going to say I'll tax your ass. Try and tax your ass. I'll tax your ass. <laughs> it's about the club. The, the, the shafts now are pretty insane, the technology of it, uh, as far as the loading and unloading. But at the end of the day, you got to put your swing on it. So I know guys that can kick my ass with a Jack Nichols blades and a persimmon wood right now. Well, are they like getting, are they fit for those or are they just standard? Like, if how you're, does it... Yeah, if you're going to be a player, you absolutely have to get fit. You absolutely should. Um, can't go on and get like stocked clubs. And how, do you, what do you, how does one do that that doesn't even know what that means? Okay, how well, do you, you have how, to go, how to, do you go about it? Well, you have to go to a like legitimate fitting facility. Uh, you can't go into a, some golf shops, have like uh, nets that you get into. Oh, I think you use this line. You got to go and it's going to cost. You'll be back there in a week. Yeah, and, but before you get fit, you have to have a consistent swing. Like people, I want to get fit. I'm brand new. The swing's going to change, so don't bother. But once you feel your consistent ball striking, go get fit because length of arms, the lie of the club, all that stuff. Uh, and that's all that really stuff important. really matters. Well, yeah, it's your tools. Yeah. Like when I was playing professionally, a pitching wedge was 52 degrees. Now it's like two degrees. They're hitting 500 yards. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the distancing too. But if you know your stock distances for every club, then and that fit you, then you're on it. Most amateurs have 13 striking clubs. I've got 50. And by that, I mean, I can hit my wedge from zero to 150, my nine from zero to 175. When you hear these numbers on TV, oh, he's a 700, 200 yards. He can do it now. You can do it now. It's just ball placement, sharper angle. So basically turning a seven into a five iron by having the ball further back and moving forward. It's not speed and muscles. Look, I don't cut any of those fucking things. It's just angles and form. So, but if your clubs fit you, you can no longer blame your clubs, number one, <laughs> for your shitty play. But it's really important. You know, there's no way you can have stock clubs yourself. How tall are you? Six six. Six six. So you what, two inches over, inch and a half over? Uh inch over. You were fit, right? Yeah. What lie are you? One degree up. Because you know, it's a player. I'm two degree the other way. Like, did you hang right. like this? No, I'm kidding. Exactly. But that's <laughs> no. why. Long but, arms and like yeah. close to my body, so they have to bend it two degrees. Right. Uh what's the opposite of up? Down? Two degrees yeah, down? Down and up, right. Yeah. But it has to fit you. So what do you think about just my two, three week ago recent change back to my P seven nineties? He was doing the stealth. You know, I didn't think he should be on the P790s in the beginning, blades. Got the stealths, doing pretty good. Uh, he wanted to go back to these clubs, and he hit some good shots. And the only thing I said to him, if you like him, he says, I love him. That's all I have to say. It's not what I say. It's what you're the most comfortable with. And if you hit him good, I couldn't hit a fucking blade to save my life. I mean, I started on big pings and stuff like that. It looks like a butter knife to me. And I will shank it. I will. <laughs> Just all mental. <laughs> but it doesn't matter what I say. If they fit you, and yes, you've been fit by one of the greatest, you know, companies on the planet. Uh and you'll have to get refit as your swing gets better. Yeah. If you love them, just play them all day. All day. It, it doesn't matter what anybody says. Play this ball. It's what you love. Right. So to follow up with, with what he said, we've talked about this on the show before. But I actually wanted your opinion because I never asked you before. Right. Didn't you say range balls kind of go like 30 yards less? Oh, yeah. Limited right? flight balls. Like at Lakeside, we played Lakeside. The range at Witsit, you know, carry that fence is 285. A real ball, if you hit it. 285 a real ball compared to the range ball, you're going to lose 10% distance on a uh, limited flight ball. And mostly, unless you go to high-end clubs like Madison Club that have Nike and 
titleless balls, uh, you're going to lose 10% minimum. They're, they're going to go nowhere. Okay, so with that said, how much difference does the ball make? Because I know you play a Pro V1. I'm just curious, yeah. like, like if you played a... Top flight. Yeah, top flight. Do you think, if you played around at Angeles on top flight, do you think it actually affect your game? I don't play any golf ball except for what it does in the short game for me. And by the way, a golf ball cannot go further than another ball. They have rules on how they make these balls, right? Oh, get longer distance from there. Yeah, right. They have rules. It can only be built a certain way. Uh, I'm All I care about is the short game. That's all I care about. How the ball Not one ball on goes the green. Through. What's that? How the ball reacts on right, the green. Right. And so that's kind of scoring, which nobody practices putting. You don't have to. He's weird. He's, fucking, he's weird. He can put his ass off. Like, if I could putt in the way he does naturally, I wouldn't be teaching. So we play. But anyways, <laughs> chipping, the most important thing, putting. Nobody practices enough. You don't, I know. No, you do recently. But nobody does it, right? Because that's not fun. That's something I want to do, though. Yeah, but, but you're weird, though. I mean, like I said, pitching much for a month, he did it. Like, he's doing it the right way, you know, and he's committed to it. And that's the reason why it's getting good. But your audience, really, who's practicing, really, 70% of the short game? Mm, probably not a lot. But they want to get good. <laughs> Never going to happen. But wait a second. Hold on. So, so you played the ball... The ball you like to play, mm -hmm. you don't need to say the name again. Mm -hmm. You're saying you play it because you like the way your short game is with it? 100% yes. It's the only thing he yeah. cares about. That's all I care about. If, I know okay, how it's but it's the spin. same ball you're using off the tee. Yeah, but he exactly. doesn't care about, that. about that. How many times you hit the driver approaches your wedges? 14, period. But I, I don't care about distance. I don't care about anything else but that short game. I, I get it. So... Damn, okay. There was a ball, and it's like, look, if you're, if you're driving the ball and, and one no, ball might go... Four yards further than the other, it doesn't change your next shot. No, I get it. I didn't you know though that all the balls couldn't. I honestly, technically thought that some balls do go further. I didn't know that they can't by 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 like rules you said, like they make them right. There's only a certain amount you get out of the ball, like a top flight ball. He said, I couldn't spin that for anything around the greens. They're so hard. He's gonna chip it. It's gonna hit the green and roll off the right, green. Right. So Pro it, V1, he can chip it, I, hit it, and make yep. it stop. And for I know a exactly how the spin I'm gonna hit. Like, and I know exactly how it's gonna react. A different ball, like a top slider, a harder ball, if you will. I have no clue. And all I care about is controlling my ball. Distance control, and that's it. So realistically, mm -hmm. your 100 yards in is where it really matters to you where that ball is. 150 in it for me. But definitely my most important part that I practice is from, you know. 30, 40, 30, 40 yards, 50 yards. Yeah, yeah. Bunker shot, stuff like that. I, pra I don't practice drivers, three woods, or putting. But I do practice wedges from two yards to... That's scoring. 60 yards, 70 yards. I practice that at the most, I would think. And you? 120 and a... And how, what percentage of that practice do you do out of 100%? Out of 100, probably 65. Say yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the only uh, way anybody can get good. But anyway. I'm, I'm not good from, you know, so I'm only good from 140 in. <laughs> but listen, you're so new and you're so advanced being new. You know what I mean? It's like some of these questions I love because he doesn't understand. He's so new to the game. It's not a bad thing, by the way. The education you're getting, especially from TaylorMade. I mean, fuck, I can't even get in the kingdom. They wouldn't let me mow the damn lawn. But it, it's great. He's absorbing it. Might be a lot, but it, it's it's good to start like that. Jump in the deep end, you know. And for the fact he was willing to hit a pitch wedge for a month, that's why I took him on. Otherwise, I would have blown him off. Because I, you know, I don't celebrate mediocrity. I don't fail, and I won't let him make me fail. So, yeah, I don't give a shit about that stuff. See, that's what, I don't. I don't know if I could have did that pitch wedge for a month. I play, I play <laughs> well, too much. But no, no. But this is like in the beginning. He, but he, right. he had yeah. never played. Oh, true. I've never saw a club for no, my if he life. takes if you started working with him, he wouldn't make you hit no, a pitching no. wedge no, for no. a month. You're established. No, I mean, no you're established. But a new golfer, right? Yeah. Figure that out. Get that down, and then we'll go to the. Well, nine, you and I eight, started seven. with a, a wedge for not a month, maybe a couple of days and three days, just to understand what he's asking of his body. You know, and uh, he he was an instructor at our shop on Fairfax when you used to live around the mm, corner. Yeah. So so during even like through like even like COVID and shit, he had the keys to it. So it was like uh, I did it by myself working on my <laughs> shit. And then they oh, had a putting awesome. out back. He would chip and putt nonstop. There. And these, the, the simulators, the full, you know, all these simulators out there. He had the uh, full swing. Of one. Yeah. I would cover the distance of each shot because how far to go? Shit like that. You know, get out of that mode. And they had to be more observant of their body to, to, to learn the feeling, if you will. Right. Because this distance thing I get. I mean, I went down the rabbit hole myself. But, you know. You know not, so that, something else I never asked you before. What are the favorite courses you ever played at? Lakeside, 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 Lakeside. I've played every course in the state. No, in the country, though. Lakeside, Lakeside, Lake. I mean, I've played everywhere. And I tell you what, for me, it's, it's about the people. You know what I mean? The people that I play with. And I've played, same thing, Riviera, LACC, and, 
uh, Lakeside, Lakeside, Lakeside. Great group of golfers, serious golfers, not serious golfers. It doesn't matter. They play the game. Fun. They make a hell of a fucking martini. I mean, like it's a vat. Oh, yeah. oh my God. I got a lit last night. Especially at the turn right there. You know what I mean? A whole 15 right there. I love that. I was yeah, Stevie Wonder. Out I, I had this fucking, <laughs> like Joe Pesci has a martini. It's yeah, I know. Th- oh, my God. Lit. Lakeside, 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 Lakeside. Yeah. It's so what's, much uh, what's your favorite club in the bag? I never asked you that either. All of them. Uh, I mean, all of them. What's my worst clubs in the bag? All of them. Yes, I'm capable of, I'm capable of, hey, I'm capable of shooting 85 today. He doesn't believe me when I say that. I yeah. can go out and shoot 85 tomorrow. He said, there's no way. It's golf. Easily. It's golf. golf. It's yeah. golf. Easily I have no expectation. He but he doesn't believe it. Like, we play and, and, and you know, whatever. Dude, we're but, playing. It's like, dude, you shot 67. You could never shoot 85. It's like, yes, I, I could it. today. 100%. Steven, the first, guys, the first time we played, like, a round together, I asked to do shit justice because I've never seen it before. So we had like what three hundred, no, but two two sixty five, and I was like, hit the driver off the off the fairway, you know, off the deck. And he's like, I don't do this, but I'll do it. And they're just doing all this weirdo shit. And how far are we? Um, was it two twenty? Was it two? It was like two forty five. So we go look for the ball. We drive it to the fucking hole. Couldn't find it. Motherfuckers in the goddamn hole, bro. You hold out from fucking. So there's some luck in golf, as you know. <laughs> the net, I think, on the backside. Do it again. I topped it. Went forty yards. Yeah, it's golf. <laughs> yeah, it's golf. I mean, I'm gonna shake it again. I'm gonna top it again. I'm gonna. You're gonna do the same thing. And when you get that mindset and you take that pressure off yourselves, it's so free. Yeah. Except what the fuck you're gonna do before you do it. Whatever. I'm gonna shoot 100. I'm gonna shoot 100. Who cares? Do the best you can. But you still shot a 67. You know. The next day you shoot 90. <laughs> and you had a pack of cig. You smoked the entire pack of cigarettes. It was an whole- entire pack. No, he had two beers. He said, "I got six beers." No, no, no. He had like five, <laughs> six beers. And then we went to well, on the turn. He's like, "What kind of beer do you guys have? Do you guys have Corona?" <laughs> I don't like that side. You got this? Okay, okay, fine. He was drinking beer all fucking round. What are you talking about? What's a, I don't know. One of your most favorite memories in golf? Period. Famous. My favorite. first, my first professional win. So where was it? So Smokey sponsoring me, playing all over the state. Uh, I played in the state open, missed the cut by a fucking million. Go up north to play in a tournament. Wake up the first day of the tournament. Wake up sick as hell. I got the flu. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm so sick. Go to the venue, try and get my entry fee back. The, the guy's like, you're not getting back. So my cat's like, we're here. Let's play. And I'm like, dude, I am sick as hell. Can't play. Like I couldn't even lift the club. So he convinced me to play. And I shot 10 under for two days and won the tournament. Sick as hell, which is the light bulb time because he said, do you know you were turning your head like that? And I'm like, shut up. There's no way. That's when my whole method was born. Because I'm so sick, I couldn't use my muscles. I don't have any, but you know what I mean? From that moment, that's when I kind of knew I wouldn't play professionally because I knew, but the method of instruction, that's when it just lit. So that is my only memory and that's the only memory I care about. Because all I care about is helping folks. When they leave my stall and they're happy, I win. I don't give a shit what level you're at. And it's kind of easy to fix swings. You know, I don't rebuild swings. They're, it's already there. I mean, I didn't change your swing. We're building yours. I wouldn't change your swing. You know, the humming, the humming thing he was in. So basically he can... He, like when he would be at the shop doing lessons nonstop and I would be in there, you know, so he would have you hit like three, four balls before he would talk to you, you know, and then he'd tell me, he'd be like, all right, he's going to, he's going to um, tighten up. He could tell you prior where you're going to tighten up. So like, you know, like this, this kid who used to work for me, uh, one of them used to tighten up at the top. So he'd go, hmm. And that's involved at the top. And then me, I, my problem is I tighten up one foot before the ball. So, hmm, like right before I hit the ball, everything's perfect. I just decide I'm going to tighten every fucking thing. Not that you're trying to do, but that is voluntary. He can hear, he can watch your swing and then say it. And then he'll be like, listen, listen, watch, watch, watch. And then when you do it, he'll call it like JR's going to tighten up right here. And then you'll go, hmm, and you can't fake the vocal cords out. So as yeah, soon as hum, you. The diaphragm stops you from humming. And yeah, plus, and it's, if I tell Steven to do this. He shouldn't tell anybody else to do it because it's not their problem. So everyone's got their own issues, right? And movement problems, or not problems, movements. Uh, there's no uh, way to teach a golf swing that's universal. Uh, in 2008, I put like 12 or 13 two-minute videos on YouTube. And after a couple of years, I got like 5.7 million views. I know I fucked up 5.7 million golfers. <laughs> so I wouldn't talk to them. They're like taking them, do this. And do. There's no way anybody got better with that shit. So I stopped putting all uh, instruction on the internet because I'm not talking to the individual. Right. It's, 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 you know, I don't know how you swing or what your tendencies are, but people are going to learn a golf swing on, yeah, right. <laughs> Not a chance. No chance. And you're guilty of it. Hey, uh, 
oh, I'm seeing somebody said, I'm like, fuck, all right, cool. Don't I'm lie. just asking you though, bro. I'm asking you already practice for a day trying a this and that. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> everyone does. Don't worry. Everyone does it. I can't get one client Everybody to stop doing it. It's it. fine. I keep making money though. That's <laughs> The you're, worst is when you're in the middle of a round and you're like, you're not playing bad or you're not playing good, but like somebody's like, oh, yeah, you're doing this. And you like subconsciously start thinking about it, not even like, that's the worst. Bro. Maybe they did it on purpose though. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. Mm-hmm. Right? 100%. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like uh, when you practice, when I practice, it takes me like two hours to hit a medium bucket because I'm making practice swings. I'm actually thinking. If I shake it, I could care less trying to learn a feeling if you will yeah. i know what my my problems are and i can't feel it like i'll see top of the takeaway and my arm move a little bit that's the balance mechanism i'm trying to get something out of it i can't feel it so i got to work on it you know everyone's got their own issues uh his issue what used to be like he would tug it down so how do i trick his brain to stop him tugging down i would do something with the balance thing like the toes so he couldn't involuntarily tug it down it's just tricks but yeah it, he does all this mr miyagi shit dude like i don't understand where it was but it ends up getting there as long as it works, the, that's yeah. all that matters there's another thing I never asked you, man. Who would you say your favorite golfer is that you just always, you know? Tiger Woods, end of story. End of story of all time. Not Ben Hogan, not give, Jack Nick. And listen, let me talk about Ben Hogan for a second. The five easy steps. Okay, for the Ben Hogan fans, I'm sorry, but why the fuck would you read Ben Hogan's book? Because that's what he did. Period. Did this and this. I got videos of Ben Hogan describing what he did. And in the video, it's bullshit. He's not doing what he's saying. Now, I'm not saying anything about his method, but why would you or I want to say, Ben Hogan did this with his right arm. Unless you're banging Miss Ben Hogan, don't try and be here. Well, what? I mean, that's what he does, right? Why would you do anything that somebody else does? Uh, and this is basketball. You don't try and duplicate what anyone else does, right? No. But golf is fucking weird. Why would anybody do that? Uh, you can't, I can't do anything you can do. We can break dancing, we'll look different. You're Asian, I'm not. That's apparent. So that fucking, that's a win. But you can't <laughs> absolutely do anything anyone else can do in golf. If you have a pro, and people don't listen to their pro, which is ridiculous. If you had a good qualified pro and there's thousands out there, just do what they want you to do and do the work. No, I've done you, everything. No, you, you know, I'm not talking about you, but it, it's it's <laughs> not rocket science. But people just kibosh it. They just don't know how to take themselves serious. So the Ben, the the five lesson with Ben, throw it away. You know, but Tiger Woods, by all means, in my opinion, the greatest ever. Greatest that will probably ever be. We got to do a foursome, man. We got to play. Oh. My, uh, my, what, what do you call it? The best foursome I want to play with? Yeah, who is? Oh yeah, uh, who, who, who is your dream foursome? People, three people I don't know. So shut the fuck up. That <laughs> is that. That let me play my game. Don't be talking to my ass. That's it. That's my dream foursome. Period. Like that. You're the fucking <laughs> best. I'm gonna play my game. Guys, RDB legend man. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at RDB Golf Tips. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate everything you've Cheers, done for guys. me. Thank you for having me. How appreciate about you, outside man. of golf, what you've done for me in life? I appreciate it, man. Love you, buddy. All right. So that's uh, that's it for this episode of uh, Par 3, RDB, Stephen Malbin, J.R. Smith, legend, your boy, Ben Baller. We're out, y'all. <laughs>